my name is Jennifer Kronk from the Assist Learning Podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. And to be perfectly honest, I was, it, it was an ego boost. You know, it, it was oh, yeah. really like, you know, here I was in 2006, like not knowing if I could be a teacher. And now people are like, here, why don't you do this? Or let's have Danielle do this or join this committee or do this thing. And, and it felt good. So I, I did, I did all those things. And that caused uh, clearly a second round of burnout. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Did you know you can tell Siri to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher Podcast? Yep. Simply say, hey Siri, subscribe to the Burned In Teacher Podcast, and boom, you're done. Or you can simply go to your iTunes podcast app, search for the Burned In Teacher Podcast, and tap subscribe. That way you never miss a new Burned In Teacher Podcast episode. Okay, one more thing. After you subscribe, please scroll down until you see some stars Tap on the star you feel reflects your rating of the BIT podcast and leave a review that shares your thoughts or feelings about the show. I love giving Burned In Teacher listeners shout outs and sharing the love. So jump in there, take two minutes to subscribe, leave a rating and review to let me know what you think. Thanks so much. Well, hey there, Burned In Teachers. Thank you so much for joining episode 42 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I'm so grateful that you're spending your precious time with me today. So today, I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest. Her name is Daniel Newfer. She's a teacher and a certified mindfulness instructor. I'm so excited to share this episode and her story with you because just like me, she's recently turned her passion for helping teachers into a business, and it's a really good one. And if you stick around to the end, she's actually put something special together for Burned In Teacher podcast listeners. I know, it's incredible. So let me ask you something. Have you ever felt like you can't breathe in the middle of your school day? Or that you're not focusing on what you should be doing with your students when they're with you? Or have you ever said to yourself, I don't know how much longer I can keep going at this pace? Well, let me tell you, I know that I thought and said things similar to this throughout my 12 years of teaching full-time in the classroom. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you probably have too. And that's why today's guest is so perfect for beginning where you are, especially at the beginning of the school year. Danielle empowers teachers to reduce stress and burnout and increase health and well-being so that they can be their best both inside and outside of the classroom. She's the founder of Teaching Well, which strives to bring self-care routine building, mindfulness instruction, and teacher wellness coaching to teachers through online programs and in person. 
Now we're going to get to the interview in a second, but I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my free 90 minute webinar, plan your next nine weeks in 90 minutes. Now I know that sounds unrealistic, but let me tell you, if you are thinking back on how much you wish things would be different in your planning and prepping and grading and teaching, This is the webinar for you, and it will change the way that you approach your workload. The fact that it's free is only part of what makes this webinar really awesome. The next part is that if you go to burnedinteacher.com slash 90 minutes, after you enter your name and your email address, you're going to get access to the webinar like that. You don't have to register for a specific time and be at a specific place at any time. I know how precious your time is and how hard it is to find a time that works best for you. So what I've done is the live webinar that I did in front of a live audience is this webinar. You see, I recorded it so that I could intentionally share it with you whenever you need it, whenever it works for you. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash 90 minutes to get access today. Now. Let's get into the interview and learn three ways that we can focus on our mindfulness in our classroom. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today on the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm so honored to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about your teaching journey and how you got from teacher to what you do now. All right, so I am still in the classroom, but I definitely have had quite a teacher journey throughout the years. Um, I started in 2002 as a high school English teacher, and I went through basically the the typical five-year, everything's coming in on me, uh, typical thing that teachers deal with that we talk about all the time and that you talk about all the time. Um, What I found through a lot of reflection is that It wasn't just, I don't know what started first, if it was personal life stuff happening that would then interfere with my teaching or if it was teaching stuff that would then compound my personal life stuff. But for whatever reason, I was sitting literally in the principal's office in 2006. I was not necessarily in trouble, but I was getting talked to, um, my principal was talking to me and he was really concerned about just what was going on. Like he knew something was wrong and this was right before we went on summer vacation and um you know it's 2006 and and i i honestly didn't know if if i didn't do something during that summer if i was going to actually be able to last the next year Mm. so i did a lot of deep diving and that's what i think i i try to use each of my summers for now so it's interesting i know you were doing a summer of self-care um you know, features with your the podcast. And, and I really tried to empower teachers to really look at, do a deep dive into themselves the summer in, in the summertime. And I think that's why, because that was such a profound thing that happened for me. So during that time uh, in 2006, during the summer, you know, I went through, I, I started going to see a therapist and I found something called uh, mindfulness for my own personal practice. And I also started to do things with my morning routine. So these didn't, these things didn't like just happen overnight, but slowly those were kind of the things that helped me go from sitting in the principal's office, 2006, end of the school year, to really starting to kind of dig myself out of 
the overwhelm and stress I was feeling both in my personal life and my professional life. And I like to, to just pause there and, and say that my story is really a cautionary tale because I definitely had two big burnouts in my life. So that was the first one. And I thought, oh, I got through that five-year hump. Like, I'm good. Like, this is great. And what happens, I think, to a lot of people and what definitely happened to me is I started to feel better. So because I started to feel better, you start to forget to do some of the things that make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I started also to become a better teacher, which had other people asking me to take on responsibilities and add things to my plate. And to be perfectly honest, I was, it, it was an ego boost. You know, it, it was oh, yeah. really like, you know, here I was in 2006, like, not knowing if I could be a teacher. And now people are like, here, why don't you do this? Or let's have Danielle do this or join this committee or do this thing. And, and it felt good. So I, I did, I did all those things. And that caused, uh, clearly a second round of burnout, which were for completely different reasons that, never really occurred to me that it could happen again. And especially it's such, they were such great things that I was involved in. You know, it was, it was things that I love to do. Mm-hmm. So my, my ego really uh, had me take on things and not know how to say no. So I think that's one thing that my journey has taught me is how to, and I will probably say this a lot is how to reframe the no. So instead of saying no, I thought I was saying no to you know, all these things, but really saying no can allow me to say yes to other things like a more balanced life. Absolutely. Yeah. So touched on so many important things already, you know, the importance of knowing that there's not one type of burnout and that it doesn't just happen one time. And that depending on where you are in your journey, it can happen for different reasons. And oh my goodness, so many, so Help me to remember or understand, in 2006, how many years had you been teaching? I had only been teaching four years. So okay. it was right at that, that part where like, they tell you, like, this is where you make or break your career a lot of times. And so many teachers walk away, and, and I really didn't want to. Uh, but again, like, that's such an early part. I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, a lot older than I was then. And that's such a a difficult time in your life in general. So having a stressful job plus all the personal things that are happening, you know, I didn't really, nobody ever told me that all those things together could really cause me to leave my job. And, and I didn't, I I didn't have that awareness. I didn't have that self-awareness. I didn't have that life experience. Mm -hmm. So as I've grown, I thought I would grow and not have another burnout, but you know, we're still always growing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you. You're still in this, in the classroom, but you also serve teachers. So tell us a little bit about that transition, you know, that, that side hustle, you know, of, of serving teachers alongside being a teacher. And I am really curious about that because Ultimately, I felt like I had to make a choice for my own well-being, and I'm very curious of how you balance all of that. Well, let me just start by saying I don't want to be on your show again in a few years saying I've had a third burnout. So, <laughs> right, right. You are making very valid points, and I will tell you how. And this is actually um, is so 
I'll, I'll go back to, to the second burnout, what ended up happening. So the second burnout ended up 2014. We'll skip ahead to 2014. And I did not want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that I could let go of some of those responsibilities. And maybe my life would free up, like my ego didn't want that to happen. But I didn't, I didn't know what to do because I really didn't want to go back. Mm-hmm. So I actually was able to find a happy medium. I had a friend who had gone on a sabbatical and my school district would allow that to happen. So I actually took a sabbatical from 2015 spring semester and then spring of 2016. And during that time, I was able to take courses in mindfulness I I really deepened my mindfulness practice and I actually found through that sabbatical how to apply mindfulness to the classroom Mm. through all the training that I was getting while I was on sabbatical. So I found some space from being in the classroom, really dug deep with the learning and found that, and then I applied those things when when I went back to the classroom and found oh my gosh, my world is just a completely different place now that I have found these techniques that not only happen in my personal life, but also I can apply to my classroom. Mm -hmm. So through that experience, I started teaching well, which I still do at this point. Um, I have not had to make that choice as of yet because the last year I have been on maternity leave with my son. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Working from home Mm -hmm. while my husband is also working from home. So I've been able to really dive deep into working with teachers since I haven't been in the classroom for the last year. Mm -hmm. So that means I go back to the classroom in August. Uh Uh-huh. And I am not really, and so I'll be completely vulnerable right now and tell you that I don't know how I'm going to juggle this. And I'm going to, what I'm, what I'm planning on doing is really, really applying the things that I have been giving to other teachers to my classroom and really see if they work. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be fantastic to be able to share your own experiences with your own teachings in your own classroom and bring those back. Those are going to be really, really valuable lessons. And you are going to learn a lot. And with taking risks and starting something new, there's always a learning curve. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm really excited for you. You're going to have to report back to us and let us know how it's going. I, that's, that's my plan. Like, that's kind of how I feel like I'm taking the business um, and teaching well into kind of uncharted territories, but it's really, it's, it's real life stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like these are all things that so many teachers are doing that I feel like it's, it's, it's good. It'll be a good thing. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing thing. If after today's episode, you're wanting more, check out this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie at burnedinteacher.com slash begin. In it, I break down what it means to begin where you are because Burned In is an eight-step acronym. B stands for begin where you are. U stands for understand your teacher brand. R is reflect on your challenges. N is nurture your strengths. E is extend your reach and possibilities. D is determine your long-term goals. I is initiate lasting change. N is never settle. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash begin and get this month's BIT podcast freebie. Chapter one of my ebook, Burned In Teacher Training, Eight Steps to Go from Surviving to Thriving in Education. Enjoy the chapter, take action, and burn on.
that's a great transition into talking about the business that you started called Teaching Well. So you and I found each other on social media and um, you and I have connected back and forth now for several months. I thought this would be a perfect time for you to come on to the show and teach people a little bit about your, about what you do for teachers and teach us a little bit about what we can do at the beginning of the school year to help us to have a better year maybe than what we did last year or the years previous. Sure. So, uh, I always like to give action steps when I work with teachers because we're always inundated with theory and things like that. So I like to give Preach. teachers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Small, actionable steps. So what I've found is that a very simple thing you can do in your classroom, if you want to bring more mindfulness and these mindfulness practices that I, that I definitely would recommend teachers learning more about, is simply taking three breaths. Like, it can be that simple. Hmm. So what I oftentimes do is I, I look at a teacher's schedule and we try to figure out when can I actually take three breaths. And I know it sounds silly, but when you're deliberate about those pauses, those pauses come more naturally when you need them the most. When you are getting ready to react to a student's behavior automatically, if you can plug into those three breaths, you'll start to respond more mindfully. So just looking at, okay, where in my schedule can I just pause? Maybe it's at the beginning of the day. Maybe it's before my lunch break. Maybe it's uh, during a transition period with my kids when they're walking to their specials class or whatever your schedule looks like, build in those three breaths. And then it, again, it's just like a mindfulness practice where we have those things built in and then in the classroom, they come more naturally. That's one. So Forgive me if I'm asking you to get a little bit vulnerable or if this is awkward, but could you model what that sounds like? I know that people listening can't see you, but it might, I don't know if they can hear you or not. Let's try this. And if we can't hear you, or I don't even know if you can hear (laughs) these breaths, but if you can't, I will cut this part out. But if not, it might be really helpful to hear what those deep breaths sounds like, sound like. Okay. I'll do my best. Okay. And is there something that you're thinking about or is there some mantra that you're saying to yourself while you're doing those breaths? What what do you suggest teachers do during that time? I just basically want to focus on the breathing and where I feel it the most. So I might even just think in as I'm inhaling and out as I'm exhaling just to make myself focus on that breathing. Mm -hmm. I also will really plug into the place where I feel the breath the most, which is where I, what I call the anchor. So the anchor might be the tip of your nose. It might be your chest. It might be your stomach. It might be the back of your throat. So wherever you feel that breath the most, you can really hone in on that part and that will keep you present to that breath. That is fantastic. And I actually could hear you. So I'm going to leave that in there. (laughs) 
Wonderful. Wonderful. That's a great first step. So what else do you have for us? Another thing that you could do in the midst of your class, so especially I do this at the beginning of my classes, is something called centering. So all you get, can do is when you're at the front of the classroom, you just plug into your feet. So what do your feet feel like so that you are really in your classroom instead of stressing about what you didn't get done earlier in your day, that the copy machine broke, that your email's not working, that you have to make a parent phone call later, all of those things. If you really just ground down into your feet, what do your feet feel like in the floor? You don't have to do anything except just check in with that and then you know, do a, do a pan around the room. Just, just really center your feet to the ground and just feel what that feels like. Wow. That seems like something that's so simple and that you will really have to like, how do you remind yourself to do this? I love all of the things that you said that we're thinking about because only a teacher could understand all of those things. But this is like in the midst of it all. This is in, you know, the center of the storm here. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what are some ways that we can remember to try to do that? Is it a sticky note? Like we need more sticky notes. Um, you know, how do you, how do you remember to do this? I do recommend sticky notes. That is a big recommendation <laughs> in my, in my world. Um, you could absolutely put something like a smiley face or something like in the front of the room to remind you. I don't think, I don't find any, any, um, any sort of reminder like that is absolutely fair game. Sometimes I will ask teachers, maybe would it be helpful to put something in the back of the room that you can actually see that's like a sign for you so that when you look up, it's like, get centered, but you don't need to write get centered because you might, kids might be like, what does that mean? So maybe it's a smiley face again, or maybe it's something at the clock because you're looking at the clock for when the, the school day or the new class comes in. Mm. It also could be something that you do right before you go into the classroom. If you greet your kids outside the door, you just take a moment, center, take that one breath, and then walk into your classroom ready to start. So you do have that moment to pause. That kind doorway. Of like entering your, a stage, like, all right, showtime. Right. Yeah. Get yourself geared up for it. I love that. That's fantastic. I love the idea too of having a sign or a symbol somewhere in the classroom too that reminds you. And also what I remember doing um, in my classroom is I did, I did definitely did not decorate my classroom because I really wanted to be student centered, but I did have little things in the classroom that I thought, this is mine. This is for me because this is also my space and I need to have little pieces of it that I love and that bring me joy. So I can imagine how having that little symbol that it just means something to you and that's yours. It's like your little secret with yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I know you have one more thing to share with us that you'd like teachers to take action on, especially beginning this year, getting into these practices. So what's the last step? So oftentimes teachers are doing these mindfulness practices, they're learning to breathe, they're learning to center, and they say, well, shouldn't, shouldn't, and that's the, that's mm -hmm. the key, shouldn't I be teaching this to kids? And first of all, I want to say, you never have to teach this to kids if you don't want to, mm -hmm. because your presence alone will be different in the classroom without ever teaching students any of these techniques. So what I'd like to offer, if you're saying, no, but 
but it's it I need something if you need something um, what I love to do is something called a silent 60 so all it is is 60 seconds at the beginning of your class where you just let the students put their heads down if they want close their eyes they just don't need to distract other kids, but it's used as a transition between their hustle and bustle and your classroom. And it builds that bridge of, okay, all that stuff was stuff outside my room. Let's get focused on what's happening here and now. And I will tell you that in my experience, I've been doing this for years, the kids, they, they look forward to it and they ask for more. And at first they think, oh, we're getting something over on her. She's giving us this minute. And what ends up happening is that they, they don't realize that they're in a better space. I'm in a better space. The work gets done at a better, everything just becomes a little bit more at ease. Mm -hmm. So silent 60. I love that. And that's so easy to remember. All three of these tips are, are super simple, but I could see the potential on how these could make a big impact. And even in, you know, in my position with working with teachers in the classrooms and um, leading PD and things like that, I can see how that would also help me with my anxiety as well. Yes. So thank you for that. This was a, a nice little uh, reminder to be mindful no matter what profession you're in, but especially in the chaos of the day as a teacher. There was one year I had 30 first graders. Um, I could have used these practices. That was a very challenging year for me. Um, and I was also doing burden teacher on the side. And, uh, and I could have definitely used those practices. Those are fantastic. So, Danielle, I can imagine how teachers, once they realize how much this, these mindfulness practices will help them to be more centered in their classroom, be more focused and more calm, that they might want more from you. So can you offer us a little bit of insight into how else you can help teachers, and even after listening to this episode, where they can find you and, and what resources you offer? Sure, I'd love to. So one thing that I put together was something called a back-to-school bundle. So I consider these three pillars to a successful school year. So the first pillar is self-care. The second is stress reduction. And the third is time management. Mm -hmm. So what you can find are these three pillars. I have resources, free resources for each pillar. And I have that at teachingwell.life backslash bitpod. So burned in teacher pod, bitpod. So you can check that out there. And... I'd love for you to, to start off your school year with, you know, just kind of trying to think about those three pillars. So I think that's a good way to start the school year off on the right foot. Incredible. I cannot wait. I may sign up for it myself. I'm, you have piqued my curiosity. <laughs> awesome. Danielle, before we sign off today, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the teachers as they go into their new school year or they possibly have even started already? Um, and tell us again where we can find you. One thing that I would love to give teachers as they move into their next school year is the ability to say no and reframe that no and say yes to all of the things that make them the wonderful teacher that they are. That's really what I want to leave teachers with is the ability to say yes to themselves, yes to a full life, because that's going to make them an incredibly valuable teacher and an, an, an invaluable person in our society. So we need to take care of ourselves 
And that's the real wonderful empowerment piece of this whole thing is that we are the solution to that stress. Mm -hmm. We are the solution. So we don't need to wait for anybody else to do anything else because when we change, things change and that can make all the difference. Such a powerful way to end our interview. And it's so true. And I've, I've said this so many times before, no one's coming to save you. You have to make the decision. You have to do the research. You have to take the action steps. Just wishing for things to be different is not going to change anything. So if you change nothing, nothing changes. So Danielle, thank you so much for those lessons. Those tips are invaluable as teachers begin the school year. And really, anytime you listen to this, these are things that you don't have to print things out and laminate them. You know, you can just bring these things into your daily practices. So thank you so much for that. But before we sign off, we've got to go into the Burned In Teacher Lightning Round because our conversations are so serious. <laughs> we need to have a little bit of fun and get to know you a little bit better. So I have a couple of this or that questions I'm going to ask you, and then you just tell me which one comes to your brain first as your favorite or what you would choose. Okay, perfect. All right. International vacation or a new TV? Oh, international vacation. Me too. Well, yeah, definitely international <laughs> vacation. I was thinking any vacation over a new TV. <laughs> yeah, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> perfect teeth or perfect hair? Hair. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, man, you could go real deep within that. And then you have to think about, do we really need perfect either of those two I things? Know. I know. <laughs> That's how I should be answering these. Darn it. Oh my gosh. No way. I'm so not evolved. No, you so are. I should stop giving my two cents maybe. <laughs> Arctic or the desert? The desert. And forest or beach? Forest. Awesome. Oh, Danielle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your expertise and your experience and for what you have learned about mindfulness and bringing it onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I will put links to her bundle that she created for, for all of you listeners. And I can't wait to see what you do with it. Thank you so much. So what do you say? Are you ready to take better care and control of your mind? Since having that conversation with Danielle, I've been bringing these practices into my daily life. Even today, I found myself centering in my feet as I started to get overwhelmed by several things that were just milling around in my brain. So here are the main takeaways that Danielle and I want to leave you with. Number one, we are the solution to our stress. And this can be both empowering and a little scary, but I believe mostly empowering. The second thing is mindfulness practices can be extremely effective and impactful to the entire atmosphere of the classroom without teaching students any of these practices directly. And the third thing is, is that there are simple ways to bring mindfulness into your classroom. The first strategy that she shared with us was taking three deep breaths, and this can be done anywhere at any time. The second thing was centering in your feet when you're starting to feel that overwhelm creep in. Really think about how your feet feel on the floor. And the third thing was actually something you can do with your class, which is the silent 60. Not to be used as a punishment when students are being too loud, but to have a part of your day where you just get quiet for 60 seconds and just focus on your breath, close your eyes, allow yourself to just get into the calm space, right? So like 
Danielle said in the interview, she actually put together a freebie for us. If you go to teachingwell.life slash bitpod, B-I-T-P-O-D, you're going to get a back-to-school bundle that she's put together for us, which I think is so awesome. And it focuses on the three pillars of self-care, stress reduction, and time management. So I want you, I dare you to go over there and get that free download from Danielle. She also has a challenge coming up. So if you actually join her Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash we are teaching well, you can learn more about that challenge. All right, that's it for this week's episode. And I wanna leave you with one more small tidbit of support. When Overwhelm Olivia says to you, there's so much to do, I don't know where to start. You call on the agent of change, step-by-step Sabrina, and you answer, I will focus on what will have the biggest impact on my vision. Burn on everybody. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.